New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Bro. Unless you're worried you're drinking things that are going to give you BPA. I mean, I read that article and it said may or may not. Like, BPA seems legit and then sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if that's a full-fledged topic, though, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it. I'm not a doctor. Um, yeah, let's drop our kids. What is this, 41? 41. Adventures. Hey, Adventures in Dabland, episode 41, BPA-free since 2006. My name is Colfax. <laughs> I'm Gerbil, G3RBIL. Ah, I like that with the three. It makes you lead. You know, a lot of that? I hope, yeah, forever. I hope it takes off. And then you're like a 60-year-old dude, and you're like, I'm Gerbil, G3RBIL. If I could be Gerbil with a three when I'm 60, that is a happy day. That's good, man. It's good. It's uh, Adventures in Dabland. I think we said that. Uh, hey, I like that we've had some good threads the last couple weeks. Like we've hit something ever. And this is something we tried to touch. We've touched on a couple weeks in a row, but I think it, it deserves a full-fledged episode. Uh, top of mind for me because my kids are back in school and it's limited. It's weird because some of my daughter's core group of friends are still online learning. Yeah. So she's had to make new friends. And same That's with my son. Yeah. So, but it's good. I mean, overall, I don't want to divulge into that, but emotionally it was time for them to go and interact with their kids. You know, hopefully they stay safe and everything's good. Um, yes, it's important that they were back in school and like interacting with kids, like the social emotional distress of being stuck at home all day with me was getting to be too much. <laughs> it was too much for them or too much for you or just no, too, much too much for everybody. For no, it was too much for them, dude. I was, I miss them, dude. I mean, well, I mean, not right now cause I can podcast through the day and not worry about it, but, um, but we talked about it. Your son has entered kindergarten. So this is something that maybe besides the neighborhood kids you're touching upon. And I think uh, we talk about kids and their friends. Because I think in my experience, they won't always make friends with the kids that you want them to make friends with. Right. Which I want to know a little bit more. I want to dig in on that specifically with you. Yeah. What is a kid that is like the perfect kid for your kids to make friends with a good a good com companion friend and somebody that maybe is in line let me give you the other side of it so two years ago my son made friends with like this kid that constantly got in trouble like every day got in trouble so when he was in that grade the the the, the form of punishment no the behavior thing they used a clip chart it was like a red yellow blue green purple and mm -hmm. you start in the middle, and as you did good things, you clipped up. If you did bad things, you clipped down. If you get to the top, at the end of the day, you get a little note, you know, and they're like, hey, your son did really good in class today. Mm -hmm. And if you hit the bottom, you would have to have a call with the teacher and your parents. <laughs> so my son made friends with this kid who clipped down to red basically every day. And it was hard because you're like, why do you have to hang out with the bad kid? But I don't know anything <laughs> about that kid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, it raises all sorts of questions. Like, do I want him to be friends with a wide variety of people? Yes. Yeah. Do I want him to be best friends with the kid that gets in trouble every day at school? 
No. I don't. I have something to say about that too, by the way. No, kick it in. I'm curious because I don't want to give people like kids the bad rap, but I was friends. So what's funny is I was friends with the kids that were bad kids, quote unquote. And a lot of them were actually like they, the teachers didn't like them. There's a, there's like this underlying, you know, I think a lot of teachers are good about trying to hold back their emotions about a kid that they like or dislike. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they pour more into some kids where they can. Um, But also I think that there's a lot of kids that get a bad rap. I was one of those kids uh, when I was in middle school. Yeah. I went to a Catholic school and the teacher that I had fresh out of college, you know, just got her teaching degree. I forget what, like, I think she was my homeroom teacher. So she taught me a whole bunch of different things, but I was constantly being put in the back of the class with the other bad kids. Oh, it was tough because half of the kids at this Catholic school were there because they got kicked out of other schools. And so it was like one of those it was like feeder the bad, schools. bad kids. Yeah. It was the feeder schools for kids that actually got into some serious trouble. Oh. And so like, I remember one day farting around with somebody in the back of the class, throwing pencils into the fan that was back there. And the guy was like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to go and dig up my knife out, you know, when I get home today, because I'm just tired of it being in the dirt. <laughs> so like he was really a bad kid. Mm. The other side of that was like, kids were always in trouble and it was just like the, the teacher didn't like them. Like, it was just like, you need to go back there because I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you talking weird. And like kids in, in private school could do like teachers at private school could do that. Mm. I also remember another time that I was on the other side of that spectrum where I was like a favorite kid, but I wasn't actually very smart when like my geography class and um, everybody, everybody in my class got like 130% on the tests, homework, everything. I was the only kid that scraped by with 70 and it was only because my teacher liked me. Here's an example I did a well, report. On were you Mount the bad Fuji. kid or the were you the bad kid or the good kid? Like I don't really. So like I was, but well, so I went to different schools. So did you think that if your son decided to be a friend with a bad kid or a good kid, would you make a decision on it, or would you let him make his own decision? Because here's where we went with it. Mm-hmm. Like this kid was the bad kid. This wasn't the kid that he was friends with was the bad kid, and he wasn't like the bad kid because the teachers didn't like him. Like he just did bad stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. want him to influence my kid. Yeah. And that's something. I want to stay away from my kid. I don't want a kid. My daughter has good. See, it's not a like thing. So my daughter has friends that I like or don't like. But, like, that's none of my business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, her friend can be annoying, but it's fine. It's none of my business. They're 11 or 12 or whatever they were, right? But, like, my son gravitates toward kids that get in trouble all the time. And I think that's a bad thing. He might so, be a good influence on them. Yeah, but I don't want him to. Nah, he's got enough going on in his life that I'm not going to add extra pressure. He's not like the messiah of good behavior in class. He could be, wanna, dude. Why, you know, you, why are you putting him in a box? I'm not. I want to keep him out of the box, the box of being a bad kid. That's my job. I've done tons of things to give him like a morally straight, good set of ethics, like nice work responsibility, pleasant demeanor, good sense of humor. And he's hanging out with some kid who's a complete dumbass. Yeah. I don't like it, dude. It's it's 
Okay. It's bad. So tell me about your Mount Fuji. You were going to go into this Mount Fuji thing. So you made a report about Mount Fuji. Ah, that's not important. I think what's important is the kids. So like, you know, you asked, you know, would I would I intervene? It depends on what kind of quote unquote bad there is, right? Like if he's running around, you know, so it's kindergarten and the kids are just running around doing recess and spinning and they're like he's changing friends every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know, I think that if there's a kid that's trying to influence him in the wrong way, like lying or, you know, I mean, I don't know, trying to run away or something like that, then obviously that's like an extreme, but half the time, I don't even know how these kids are. Like, I don't even know. That's the problem is like, I can only go off of what I know from a short window. Like, Oh, he only, you know, gets his bear paws taken away or whatever. Yeah, well, and yours is a little young. I think it's going to change when they get to the elementary school. So here's another complexity to it as they get a little older. I have to be careful, particularly with my daughter's age, that I can't have form an opinion too harshly one way or the other with a friend because that may influence her hanging out. Oh, really? She's getting to the age if I'm like, hey, I don't like you hanging out with that kid. Like, she may hang out with that kid just out of rebellion. Like, it may be a thing. <laughs> so I got to be very, very careful about it. It's, it's one of those things where you want the kids – to make the great choices and hang out with cool kids, but also like you can't really control it. So you just give them the best set of judgment, people judgment skills you can, and you got to let them rip, I suppose. I mean, I don't know. That may change. That opinion may change as time goes on. I don't know if that's hard, hard fat. I don't know if that's in stone. Can't you, can't you control it in some ways? Like, I mean, yeah, so, I could let- so we just, we just did a, uh, we just did a uh, um, day after school kids hang out, you know, over or something. Mm-hmm. And um, or no, it was a weekend. So it was a weekend play day kind of a thing. So they came over, and we kind of like the kids to come to us because we can monitor it. And I think that's where we get the influence, like oh, they're good or oh, they're bad. Um, and I mean, no kid is just one or the other. They're gonna have some good things, some bad things. No, I don't think that's true. I think there's kids that are elementally bad, bro. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I've experienced both in my my life and my kid's life. There are people <laughs> that are fundamentally flawed and bad, and that goes down to childhood, unfortunately. I like that you're the parents that force the parents to bring them to you. That's well, super funny. My I mean, daughter had a, had a friend who had a set of parents like that, and we could yeah. never hang out. I'm like, let's go to the park. This is pre-COVID, so I'm like, let's go to the restaurant or whatever we're doing. And they're like, no, we can set up the play date over here and we'll supervise. And I was <laughs> okay, like, yo, let's go that extreme. I was like, yo, that's weird. You're like, you can't hang out with that kid anymore. Um, <laughs> here's another well, element to it. Go ahead. Finish, finish your, your thought so about if controlling. If it's, if it's at the house, then we're going to try to control it. Um, I mean, one of the things, and I, it's probably a totally irrational fear or somewhat irrational fear, but, um, and we don't get into this too much when we're talking, but like, I'm not a gun person. Mm. But I know that there's like really pro gun people around and you always have heard, like I always heard when I was growing up and I mean, I lived in Texas. So, I mean, that's probably where I heard most of it where kids would just like find guns, you know, at their friends' houses. And this is when I was a kid. Right. So like, I have this weird irrational fear of just like, well, if they're going to go over there, maybe we stay with them. <laughs> it's just like we'll monitor this play date. Um, I'm totally down for like parks and stuff, dude. Like we'll we'll meet up, we'll go to the playground, whatever. But like if it's going to someone's house, we prefer it to be ours. It's easier. See, I don't like my kid. I I don't mind. I don't have. I I, I don't want the kids coming over here because I don't like interacting with other people's kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Here's here's an interesting segue we just worked ourselves into because this is the second part of the bad friend scenario. Um, it sucks when your f- kids have a friend with sucky parents. I don't yes. know if you like like inevitably. It, this started when my daughter was really little. We would go to the park, and she's running around, mm-hmm. and there's like normal parents, normal parents, and then like weird lady talking to the tree vaping Mm -hmm. and inevitably my daughter would go and hang out with that kid like (laughs) inevitably and then the mom's like is that your daughter hanging out i'm like dude come on it's difficult with parent styles you know what i mean my 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 kids had a friend whose parents were like crazy overbearing and Mm -hmm. it was always like playdates were a disaster i'm like dude i can't deal with these people you know what i mean like yeah I, they were carrying hand sanitizer before COVID, which seems crazy now that you would do that. <laughs> but, like, that's difficult, too, because you can't really choose your friends, your kids' friends' parents. Definitely not. And it's hard because as they get older, like, I'm lucky my daughter's set of friends. Like, their parents are actually pretty cool, and I consider them friends. But it's difficult because as they get older, they start to be more social. And you get into scenarios like maybe sleepovers, maybe long extended play dates maybe you know they're gonna take them to somewhere the eliches or something you know what i mean and then i can't like, imagine you, that right now you start getting into that conversation where like you know you gotta like the parents or trust the parents because i you just don't have time particularly with two kids to go everywhere right they want to do more than we have time which is fine so at some point there's going to be a situation where like your sons or daughters friends, parents are going to be doing something and you're going to have to figure that out, dude, because there, there's going to be a situation where you like, maybe your kid has a best friend and you think their parents suck or one of their parents suck. <laughs> and I they're, mean, they're, what are you going to do with that? Ultimately going to be the ones watching them as they're on a you know, not ride even, or something. Not even watching them, but you have to interact with them. Like yeah. you're going to have to have conversations with them, at, you know, when you're out and uh, like, that's horrible. It's weird for somebody who like me, who does what I do. I literally do not want to talk to people at parks. <laughs> Nothing sounds more terrible than going like on a play date and being, having forced to interact with somebody that's not my friend for like two hours while the kids play. It sounds like the worst case scenario, bro. And this is this is them growing up too because they don't want you being a part of all of that either. Like at some well, point, they they want to get away from you as a parent, right? Your kid, and they have to go out and make their own choices, and that's going to be a hard day. See, my kids are too little for that. We still got a couple of years. Although my daughter's approaching the teenage years, so it's probably closer than I think. With that, she's already at the point where uh, when I roll up to pick them up in the afternoon. Uh, they release them in waves. It's complicated. It's COVID-related. We won't get into it. But when I pull up, she's always standing by the curb, like by the basketball court waiting. And I always wave, and she never waves back. She just, like, waves me to park where, you know, stop where the car is. She's always like, go over there. Go over there. And I'm like, are you embarrassed that I'm waving at you? And she was like, just go over there and stop the car. And I'm like, all right, man. So I I think my daughter's trying to get to that point. But, like, you know, what are you going to do? I I thought – they're not luckily, you know, the COVID has put the damper on that type of stuff. Cause they do she does things in normal times. Like she'll go to the park and ride her her bike with her buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I will last time we did it, I brought my bike and, and they were like, Can you not ride with us? And I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. So <laughs> they rode like a half mile, not a half mile, probably a hundred feet in front of me. 
and I just kind of rode behind them and watched them. But that's coming, dude. It's it's tough because they're at some point before they're old enough. I mean, before you know it, they're going to start making their own choices about friends, about mm-hmm. what they're going to do, and at some point you have to be flexible and let them let you them be them. them. You got to trust them to be them. Well, that's the hard part, dude. I trust them. I just don't trust other people. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I always say, I like fair assessment. I like my kids, but I don't particularly like other people's kids. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, true, though, dude. Oh my god, some kids are just. Like, well, you I don't want them doing something, and you're like, "Come on!" I don't want to interact <laughs> with other people's kids, dude. I mean, that's and then there's exceptions to that. Like my wife is the leader of the Girl Scout troop, and all the girls are really nice, so I have, I have no problem interacting with them. Here's a funky one for you. Okay. This is coming. I don't know when. And my son hasn't done it, but my daughter did it. Uh, Pre-COVID, all of a sudden, like, I stopped. I stopped being for. I started being first name basis with the kids and not by my choice. <laughs> like, I was walking through the school to get my son, actually. And one of my daughter's friends was walking by with her class. Yeah. And she turned. She's like, what's up, Chris? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Colfax to you. But I didn't. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I was like, weird. Like, my daughter and a group of friends got into this thing where they were calling adults by their first name. Mm. And that was super weird because you roll in. way weird. Yeah. They're like, hey, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, what's up, player? Like, what's (laughs) happening right now? You know? Like, I don't know. I I think COVID's really put it. That's another reason I sent them back to school because COVID really, I mean, they were sitting here. I feel like emotionally they stopped. They stopped progressing. You know what they I did. mean? They didn't like roll around with their friends. They were just kind of even they, they they do Zoom and my daughter's been really good. She has an Animal Crossing world and a Minecraft world with her friends and they play online and Zoom, but it's not the same. It's they don't get to hang not. out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna keep choosing. <laughs> I'm choosing to be the the uh parent that interrupts just enough. I, I intervene just enough. You you talked about how uh your daughter was a little like self-conscious that you were there picking her up i uh i was laughing so hard yesterday mm-hmm. because i dropped my son off at school mm-hmm. and i had a bed tied to the top of my car because i was going to the dump to go throw it away and i was thinking to myself the entire time like if this had been in like high school or middle school he would have been so embarrassed you know he'd be like please dad He'd been mad about me off. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's not that far. My daughter would have been mortified by it. Just so you know, like it's it's there's less time for that innocence than you think. Like they're gonna be mad about you doing things before you know it, dude. Like that's that's I coming mean, quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, glad that I got that one under the radar, dude. I felt like I got I got one in. <laughs> I love the rumor. Combo the, the, the junkyard run with dropping my son off at school. You know, we talked about that yesterday. I guess I'm naive, but like I didn't, I knew there was a junkyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're junkyards, obviously. Like, where does stuff go? Yeah. But I, I didn't really know you could access your own junkyard. Yeah, dude. And it's expensive, but it's awesome. It feels weird. Like, you know, for somebody who tries really hard to, you know, as long as it's not really disgusting, like pick up pick up trash as I'm out and about and like looking mm. at things, trying to keep a clean, you know, environment and stuff. It was weird to just like pull up and then throw stuff on the ground and then like drive away. <laughs> Even though I paid for it. Like it was really strange. That is weird, dude. I, I've never done that. Like so like once a month they pick up large items. So I just wait for that and then throw anything out there. Do you have a... 
composting in your neighborhood and recycling? I've been wanting to sign up for composting. There's a service that um, will drive by and pick up your like biweekly compost or something, but uh, it doesn't service my area. I tried signing up and they don't. No. See, because I would trim. So like, I would trim our my neighborhood has stuff. like. So here's the thing. It's funny you say that. So I live in Denver, Denver, and they do recycling and composting, right? Mm-hmm. Like the two barrels, right? And everybody does recycling. And there's a weird guilt in my neighborhood. I don't know if it's like that in yours, but like you look and you're like, is that purple trash can out of the street? Are they recycling or are they just going to not, not recycle ever? Like I found myself, I'm like, man, the recycling's not really full. Like I'll look for cardboard boxes and stuff to make sure that I have enough to put recycling out so that the neighbors don't judge me, which is strange. Huh. But now everybody's got composting. It's the green barrel. And I got it for just that reason. I got it so, like, when I trim trees or like mow the lawn, I could just dump it in the composting thing and stick it out there. Yeah. But like, my neighbors are all like hyper, like composting from the kitchen and like composting like all the things. And I was like, bro, there's like a weird, yeah, there's a recycling guild. We don't do that. It's a lot. I'm lucky if I get the trash can to the curb on Wednesdays. It's weird because there's like a guilt though. Like the neighbor, just the other day, my neighbor was like, I think we're to the point where we're going to need two recycling bins. And I'm like, that's great. Like, cool. And then I feel bad. Because like, (laughs) yeah, I'm in the garage trying to like find some cardboard underneath the car to put in the recycle bin so I can put it out, dude. Put out the empty recycle bin just so they think I'm environmental. There's a weird peer pressure with that. There, you know, know, I've noticed and I. Only notice because there's a weird peer pressure on the other side. Anytime somebody comes over, I've noticed that people say, are you guys a recycling family? And it'll go one of two ways. I mean, we are. So I just say, yeah, I just throw it, you know, here. And if it slips by, you know, I'm not going to like dig through the trash to like pull a can out. Like it's one can. Hmm. We throw trash on the ground. I threw a bed spring on the ground and drove away from it. Okay. So I understand that trash is trash, but, um, I have people that will say, Oh, you look good for you. And then they'll like throw it in the recycling. And then the other half will be like, well, you know that they just take that around the corner and then dump it into the trash can anyways. So recycling is fake, fake they, news. <laughs> you really shouldn't let people into your house like that, dude. I think if somebody came in my house and they were like, uh, recycling is not real. I'd be like, that's cool. I'll see you later, man. Like you can go ahead and get out of my house. <laughs> and it's not even because I'm hyper recycling. I just, the people Want to find some reason to virtual signal on you one way or the other. And I'm like, Dude, I, I, do. don't, I don't have they time want, for that in my life, man. Like, I don't want that in my life right They now. want to cut you down, man. Like, always. They're always looking for some way to just, like, get a one-up on you. What's funny is I never care. Mm. So, like, I don't feel any of that peer pressure. Like, I've noticed that more recycling bins have popped up in my neighborhood because a couple people have moved. You know, I told you we're in an older neighborhood. It's still mm. older people moving in. But, like... I've noticed more recycling bins kind of popping up. The strange thing is, is like nobody's really talked to me since we really moved in. Like very, like nobody's been aggressive about it, which I'm okay with. Like I would prefer to know my neighbors, but I sometimes wonder like, what kind of a neighborhood am I in? Am I in around here? You know? Yeah. What's happening? We, you know, that that's weird because this came up in the dog conversation yeah. last week. Like you don't really know your neighbors. Mm-mm. You should and go out there and say hello. I well, I'm there. Perfect example. My back, my backyard neighbor. So mm-hmm. I, you know, his backyard looks into mine, and vice versa. 
my son threw a boomerang over the fence over the summer. Mm-hmm. He was out mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. I stood up on my raised garden bed mm-hmm. and I was like waving at him for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude saw me. I mean, he looked at me and then he kept mm-hmm. mowing. Like, that's the kind of neighborhood I live in, dude. It's weird, man. Very strange. You know when the connection comes? And maybe it won't if you have asshole what neighbors like that. <laughs> we have a common bond. The common bond that kind of threads everybody. Uh-huh. Like kids selling stuff seems to be a common thread. Like my daughter does Girl Scouts, right? In fact, yeah. dude, they made door hangers for contactless delivery where you could order what you wanted with a QR app. Is that what it's called? That weird box oh, yeah, scam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we hung, the, we laminated these door hangers and people just QR coded and then my daughter would drop the cookies off on the porch. But there's a weird thing in neighborhoods that you'll notice because the kids will start fundraising for things, for schools, to sell chocolate bars or magazines or Girl Scout cookies or Boy Scout popcorn or swim team magazines or whatever there becomes a common understanding that if you buy the crap from my kid then when your kid comes to my door i will also buy the crap from them and that's a good (laughs) icebreaker you know what i mean like (laughs) i have a neighbor with kids and that's our only interaction like they'll come by and they're like they're like kids selling popcorn for you know whatever they're doing for chess club and i was like yeah don't forget girl scout season's coming up and they're like yeah we love that (laughs) <laughs> um okay so, so i'm curious does that make me like do i live in the right neighborhood then because whenever i see somebody walk in the street for like knocking doors for that i kind of hide away <laughs> just know that like at some point your kids are going to be doing it and you're going to have to interact that's the fact that's what's going to happen you you're building neighborhood karma with that if you buy the crappy popcorn at some point they're going to buy the, the the crappy popcorn from you. Dude, it's all virtual in my family. We're going to be like, my son will definitely have to do some sort of, you know, a uh, dance a thon or like raise money for chocolate bars or sell magazines. I think just because of how I do things, I almost want to start a website for him. Like, you know how we've talked about, not creating social platforms for our kids so that they can do their own social footprint. I almost want to, instead of doing that, create a website and then drive like digital traffic to see if I can get digital sales on like Girl Scout cookies or that's a great idea. Like some digital advertising. Like, wouldn't it be funny if I did that instead of the walking around doing neighbor stuff? Although there's something to that, dude. Like there's something to walking around and that's how I'm telling you, that's part of the jam. That's the lesson. You don't know any of your neighbors. Like maybe the boomerang guy is a jerk, but maybe you meet them by walking around and buying it. That's how you interact. Your kids will be the bridge between like hanging out with these people that you normally would do. I like that, dude. That's the, you've inspired me to not hide away when somebody's throwing popcorn at my front porch here's my other tip for you which i think is really good i learned this from my wife uh when you get door to, we get a lot of door to solicitors in our neighborhood right huh. solar panels and friggin' pest control and like whatever else dude right mm-hmm. as soon as somebody comes to your door with like a home related thing i just go oh man we're renters 
And then they're like, see you later. Like, you just tell them, like, I'm not the decision maker. I do it all the time because I work from home. I'm right by the front door. So people see me. I can't hide. And they're like, hey, we're we're looking, we're doing estimates on re-roofing. We're, we're doing concrete work. And I'm like, hey, I'm a renter. I can't really make that decision. Do you want to drop off some material for the owner? And they're like, well, no, thanks, man. And they take off. Mm. It's the ultimate dodge, dude. I like that. Yeah, you should use that. You could use it with kids, too. I've never done it. But, like, next time a kid comes by trying to sell chocolate bars, you're like, I'm just a renter, bro. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works. The chocolate bars, as expensive as they probably are, are Dude, not they, expensive enough to only go to the homeowner. Here's the thing, man. Like, the kids all sell stuff, and it's too expensive. Yeah, Honestly, and I know I'm biased because I'm in the middle of it. Like, literally, like, look, there's money here and all this type of stuff. Like, the Girl Scouts have it right because it's good. The cookies are delicious, and it's like four bucks, and it's fine. Yeah. Everything else that kids sell, whether it's like magazines or chocolate bars or popcorn, it's always overpriced, and it sucks. Dude, the popcorn, I I bought one time so excited because I love popcorn. I mean, yeah. We've talked about how we work at movie theaters. Part of the thing that you do when you work at a movie theater is you know it's gross, but you love the popcorn. Yeah. Like, you're just like, ah, I can't get enough. And when you smell like fresh and it like it smells like it's seasoned right and stuff, dude, like I'm all in. I bought, you know, popcorn from a kid one time and it was gross. I was like, how do you mess this up? No, they do that, <laughs> and dude. it was so expensive. Oh my God. All right. Well, what do we take away from today? Make sure you vet your kids' friends, but not too much, because it could be the the bad kid, but it's actually a good kid. And I also want to install some sort of external microphone system, like a PA to my car, so that when you know my daughter or my son wave me off to go like park around the corner, I can be like, "It's coming." We'll see you around the corner. Love you. It's coming, dude. It's coming. Just so you know, it's coming, dude. Own it. All right. That's Adventures of Dadland for this week. Uh, you can follow me on all the things uh, at Hey Colfax. And you can follow me, G3RBIL. And you can follow the podcast with German Sausage King LLC on Twitter TikTok and TikTok. And Twitter. That's what I'm talking about. Buy stuff from our kids when we come to your door. We'll catch up with you next time. Bye. Adventures. Hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.